From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 479, for the week of August 2nd, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell. I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto Willie, and Michael Bowling. And in this segment, Nancy talks burnout, specifically Disney burnout, what it is and how to avoid it and how to combat it and... Everything how to get between. over it. How to, how to get over it. There you go. All right, Nancy, okay. lead us. Okay. Well, lead us not into know, burnout. <laughs> I have I have a horrible confession to make. You know, the last few months when everybody was getting all excited about the 60th anniversary, I uh, I just wasn't there. I wasn't excited with any y'all. I wasn't you know looking forward to stuff. I, I just wasn't there, and I, I really had to sit down and think about it, and it occurred to me, and this has happened to me a few other times in my Disney career, um, and that I had a good, solid case of Disney burnout, and as somebody on my Facebook feed said, is that a real thing? Well, yeah, it actually is. I mean... I want to first start by defining what burnout is, and according to the medical dictionary, um, Burnout is a psychological state of physical and emotional exhaustion thought to be a stress reaction to a reduced ability to meet the demands of one's occupation or hobby. Symptoms include fatigue, insomnia, impaired work performance, and an increased susceptibility to physical illness and substance abuse, which I don't necessarily agree about that part. But another... um, Another um, definition um, says, in in addition to signs of exhaustion, the person with burnout exhibits an increasingly negative attitude (laughs) toward his or her job or hobby, low self-esteem, and personal devaluation. In other words, they just... They also have inadequate coping and adaptive skills in dealing with the situation. And so what does all this sort of mumbo-jumbo mean to us in relation to um, to Disney? Well, we've all had burnout in our daily lives. We've all been tired of doing certain things or going certain places. You know, we don't want to eat someplace anymore. We don't want to, you know, what? brings this about well you know i asked my i asked my facebook crowd and some of them had some interesting replies now most of them replied when dealing with walt disney world um and things um things that they gave me were answers like um crowds or or changes constant construction, magic bands for the Walt Disney World crowd, Um, different types of things, you know, going too often or, you know, having not great experiences, um, either bad services, bad cast members, bad bad responses um, with 
people in crowds, like a lot of people have been complaining about this summer, is people have been saying they've been seeing a lot of rude guests in the park, and it's really turning them off, especially when Disney can't cope with that, you know, or, or their coping ability to fix it isn't as good as it used to be, or getting not as much for your money, or whatever the cause may be, a lot of those things sort of turn us away from that type of vacation. Now, I think for me, it kind of got to every trip into the parks wasn't so much for just fun and playing. Trips into the parks were for more of a work aspect you know, always looking at, and it wasn't necessarily because I was doing things for the show or doing things to think about for a blog, but it was, it was, I couldn't step outside. Just like when we went on our, our cruise with the Diz to Alaska this year on Royal Caribbean. It took me a little while, it, it took me a couple days into the cruise to step outside of the, it wasn't a Disney cruise to really enjoy the cruise for what it was, which was a completely different and unique company. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So having those blinders on and that focus, because I know you guys, when you go down to the park, how do you keep your work separate from your play? Do you find that very a very difficult line? Tom, you're the biggest, you know, worker yeah. of all of us. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends on if I'm by myself or I'm with some somebody else. Mm -hmm. Usually if I'm with somebody else, I'm playing. If I'm alone in the park, I it's it's work. I don't really I don't really enjoy it as much. It, see, it seems to me like, you know, the kids always are getting on me. Because, oh, I have to just look into the shop for just a couple minutes just to see what's there. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, see what this change is. Or maybe I should photograph something just so I can remember that I want to talk about it on the next show or something like that. So, and it wasn't, I, I don't know if that was completely it. Or maybe it was because... I got my chicken hobby this last year and I found something more new and fun that was, you know, kind of replacing some of it. Um, something that was all of a sudden energizing and exciting me something else. I don't know what that was, but I definitely saw that burnout, you know, Oh my God, we have to go to Disneyland again or, Oh, I just can't make it this time or, or, or it was so easy to plan other things and get my schedule booked up with other stuff that we just couldn't think about doing Disneyland on a, on a whim. So, so that's a, a little bit, and I mean, everybody can relate to something in their life. I mean, when was the last time you had burnout, Mary Jo? Oh, it's been a couple of years. We were going to Disneyland a lot, and um, some of my family came in, and I was going to go to Disneyland with them, and I really wasn't looking forward to it. But then I forgot going with people who don't go all the time. We I saw it through their eyes, and then mm -hmm. I like to share what I know about it. I try not to do too much because I I'm kind of big on the trivia, and I'm sure people sit there and go, "Oh, here we go with the trivia." But <laughs> <laughs> but there's some people who really do like it. And my cousins, when they come out, in fact, they're my cousin 
retired from the, um, he's a firefighter and he's retiring this year and they're coming to Disneyland. They're staying at the Disneyland hotel. And so they're, they're coming in October and they're already writing to me saying, you know, what can we do? What is there to do? And so I'm getting excited just thinking about sharing the park with them. So when I do start to get burned out, I like to go with people who don't go often. And I love to watch families when I go. Sometimes I go, and it's not just because we we um, want to get content for the podcast. I like to go just to go. I like to go because people are typically having a good time when they're over there. Sometimes there's uh, something new to eat that I hear about that I want to go try. And Kelly and I will go in the afternoon and visit the parks. But I find that when I do get burned out, it's because I'm going like a lot. Come, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're blessed that we get to go often and I'll take a little break and I'll go do other things. You know, I do have a lot of, I just got back from camping. So I do do other things. I don't only go to Disneyland or I don't, and I hardly ever go to Walt Disney World, but you know, I do other things. So when, this year, I think, is also a little bit different because there's so many cool new new activities, new yeah. shows, and, and everything. So, to me, Disneyland's kind of... Um, there's new this again. New, yeah, it's new again. There's more things to, to experience. And some of the standards I haven't been on in a while, so it's going to be fun to go on those again. Well, and it sounds to me like you're, you've always hit a minor level in the severity of it, where it's never really been completely something you've pushed, actively pushed away. No. I, or you've actively looked for something to replace it. No, because I, I do a lot. I'm always doing things. So Disney's not my only love. I'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I do go. I love, as, as you know, I love to go explore our backyard there's so many cool things to do in LA so I'm always doing those type of things and I laugh at myself because I'll I'll do the quote unquote and I'll say well you know those Disney enthusiasts and I sit there and I think well wait a minute I'm a Disney enthusiast and so it's, <laughs> you know we're always finding hidden Mickeys whether it's at Disneyland or someplace else stuff like that we always find some kind of connection to it I mean even in in uh, in Yosemite, I we just came back and I was talk. We were talking about Bambi in the forest, and every time we saw a deer, so <coughs> excuse me. So it's just it's part of my life, and I don't get too burned out. The only time I get burned out, like I said, is when I go a lot, and then I just step back, or I go with yeah. somebody who who hasn't gone. Now, Michael. Have yes. you ever experienced, you know, you're the one with the longest history of Disney love of all of us. So have you ever had a period where you just couldn't? Um, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this since you've you brought this up as a show topic. And, you know, I don't think I really have. Sometimes I question my, maybe my depth of um, involvement. <laughs> <laughs> and so does your wife. Yes, I'm sure she does. <laughs> or sometimes I think, oh my gosh, you know, I, I remember there was someone on the Orlando show, and I don't remember who it was. Uh, it, it was, I think it was either Julie or Jenny Lynn who talked about that, you know, when you walk into the house, it doesn't look like, you know, you've vomited Disney in it. And, <laughs> and, and I, think, I think you might be able to say that about ours, although I think it's tastefully done. 
And so I think, well, you know, have we gone overboard in that respect? Or have I gone overboard in that respect? (laughs) But, um, you know, and and sort of like what Mary Jo has said, you know, I have other interests. I really enjoy gardening. I enjoy history and things like that. But for us, Disney has also become part of a social group. I mean, we have our friends from Diz. We have, uh, there's a very nice social right. group of friends we've met at the Walt Disney Family Museum where we do, we do things together, go to each other's homes, stuff like that. And, but, you know, it's funny when, the interesting thing is, is that if somebody's suffering Disney burnout or maybe one person in your family is, I, I, I would advise them to do maybe what goes counter against what you would think to do. I think normally we would think then is, okay, let's shorten our time at a Disney theme park so, so that they don't have as much, you know, they're not inundated with it. I would say do the exact opposite. Make a week's vacation at Disney because Carol and I did that for the 60th anniversary. Normally we only, of Disneyland, normally we only go for a long weekend or something like that. So then mm-hmm. we have a lot that we pack in and, and then our granddaughter visits us and she, uh, you know, so we want to do a lot. When we had a full week, we took the time to just stroll around. We took the time to do all the things that like Tom and Tony and Mary Jo and Nancy, what you have all described mm-hmm. as other experiences, day six experiences. We went to Joe's Italian Ice. We went to, uh, you know, Pizza Press. We did that um, alfresco wine um, tasting, which mm. is, oh, talk about an oasis in the middle yeah. of the theme yeah. park. Yes. Oh my gosh. We took the time to relax and do things that if we only had three or four days to do in the park, we wouldn't do them. And it was so pleasant and so nice. And I think if you're dealing with burnout, that's the way to do it. Is To, to find the freshness. Right. We, we now always go out of our way to do things we have never done before. And even though I've been going to Disneyland since I was one years old, year old, there's still stuff we've not done at Disneyland, or we go to a restaurant and order something we have never ordered before. So we're always making it different. But expanding our time at the park allowed us to just kick back, do things that we weren't, we weren't pressed to get on every single attraction we wanted to do. And all of that, sometimes we only did two attractions in a day. And it was great. We felt good about it. And um, so so I think that's maybe how we deal with not getting burned out is by doing different things and things that, okay, we're at Disney, but we're not doing activities that are directly related to Disney. Okay. And that's certainly, um, and that's certainly an, a really interesting approach because it blends in taking time at the parks, but, but trying to find new ways to see the parks. Right, or so, enjoying the resort more. And this is so, yes. it's easier to do at Disney World than Disneyland. But there are so many little lounges and little corners and tours and just relaxing in your room or at the pool that if you only have like three days to do, you're not going to do that stuff. So right. add more time and to your vacation through your Dreams Unlimited travel agent. And... Um, and <laughs> And just kick back and relax. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Well, let me share a few things and a few discussions um, uh, that some folks shared with me. Now, interestingly enough, I've had I got responses from people who used to be cast members, which was interesting. Um, one of our listeners, Michelle, said that she um, worked at Disneyland for eight years, and she said. She got the burnout immediately after she stopped working there, which is interesting. Yeah, you when you're not going the there all the time. Yeah. She said now she hates spending the money on admission because, you know, we know most cast members get free admission. Um, but she still likes going back. So she said that it, took, it just took time for her. Um some folks say that they get it right after they come home from vacation. Um, Jenny Buchanan shared with us that she says she has to take a Disney detox and she doesn't listen to online radio station with music, with music from the parks. And, um, and she takes a few weeks off of the podcasts like ours. Um, and so she doesn't hear anything about the parks. And then she t says this kind of cleans her out a little bit and, um, and then gives her time to then when she decides when she's going to do her next trip, then she'll start slowly getting back into everything and, and still listening and then begin picking up her listening and building the excitement to the trip. So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? I heard a lot from Walt Disney World folks. I heard from um, I heard from Mike Landman, one of our our friends. Um, he said that instead of doing Disney World because he just got tired of going there so much, um, he went to the other parks. And uh, same with um, same with um, Ruth. Uh, well, I'll get to I'll get to Ruth um, a little bit later on, but um, Becky said the same thing. Becky Christensen, um, they all said we would rather try the new try parks we're not used to, like Disneyland. A lot of folks that was a very common theme coming to Disneyland instead of doing Disney World because people were people um, stated they were getting tired of the crowds, the size the bus transportation and how much of a hassle it was to get around the larger types of parks, um, the crankiness of the crowds and the crankiness of the people. Did you guys see that fist fight on test track? Oh yes. <laughs> oh my God. I was impressed with how that woman kept her goofy hat on through the whole <laughs> right? altercation. Oh my God. And that one couple, the one set of family is like, we want to ride. We just want to ride. <laughs> they shouldn't get to ride either if you're taking us away. <laughs> so, you know, it, just the, the behavioral changes that people are making in the crowds, um, they're moving to us instead. Or, or as Michael said, he went to Tokyo Disneyland. And then, they, and then he said he also is trying to do what you're doing, like going over to Tom Sawyer Island, you know, going to the attractions that you just kind of skip because they're not as popular. Um, Stephanie Anquistle said one of the things she does um, 
Because her husband gets it. He just doesn't, he, after a Disney vacation, he just doesn't, um, doesn't do well until she says she wants to go solo. <laughs> yeah, and do a solo trip without him. And then he starts kind of coming around a little bit because he does want to go without him. You know, doesn't want to have her go alone. Um, but she quoted Mary Jo's um, sharing of YouTube videos. Like uh, an acapella, you put Mary Jo, you posted one up about an acapella number that was being done in the park. Oh, yeah, there, no, it was not done or in something. the park, but it was Disney music and acapella. It was, um, um, think of a wonderful thought. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. you can fly. It was, you can fly, yeah. and some other yeah. songs that were just beautifully sung. And I believe she said that that put her in the mood to wanting to go to Disney just because it was so beautiful, you know. Disney does a wonderful job in evoking these emotions from us. And when we go to the parks, I think that we're looking for that again. When we, these emotions that we get from seeing the animated features and some of the live action also. And when we go to the parks and we go on some of these attractions and everything, those feelings come up again. The nostalgia and also the ingenuity, the enjoyment of the ingenuity of their work on the attractions. So I tend to look at that kind of stuff and it's hard for me to get tired when I look at the different, when I focus on different things that Disney accomplished in his parks. You know, and that Mary Jo, you always bring up something that I know I've brought up on the show as well, that sometimes when I'm by myself, I will spend a whole day just, just listening to the music. We yeah. are so blessed than Disney worlders and this, because Disneyland has kept that tradition of live music and, and it has even more now than it did before. And I listen to all the jazz because every time they have a set like the Royal street bachelors and all that, they, they play different music every time. And you know, there's all kinds of different jazz performers. There's the, um, the pirate group that I can't remember who they are. But as you bounce back and forth between the two parks, you can spend your whole day doing nothing but listening to music. And then if you're there on a Saturday evening, you can listen to the swing music. Mm -hmm. It's just fantasy fair. And it's just wonderful. And again, it's, you know, you're in Disney, but you're not doing something Disney. Right. And, you know, it's, I love doing that. Well, um, Somebody else was saying that, um, trying to find my, my person that was saying that, that, um, that that's kind of another way that they handled, um, handled doing out, doing that. So, um, Stephanie Ann Whistle did agree with you too. Um, Michael, she gave the, the definite advice of spending more time at the, the resort hotel, um, taking the time to swim, taking the time to get away from the people when the people start to get to you mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, someone else, it's kind of funny because some people say the planning is what recharges them. And other people um, came back at me with saying the planning is what's causing their burnout, which is kind of interesting. I, I think especially for Disney World. Yes. This whole Fast Pass Plus and... Uh, and I mean, Magic Bands. Yeah, I mean, even Carol and I enjoy it a lot less. It's become so regimented. It's almost like planning a military maneuver right? Um, to go there. And 
it's just so nice to go to Disneyland and, and not have to worry about that. You know, I when, when we fully know agree with you on that. When we know it's busy days, we'll make at least one dining reservation. But you can even, as Tom's mentioned many times, you can even get away with not doing that and still yeah. have a sit-down meal, you know, at the park. That's how it works for us. I mean, I can't remember really the last time I made a reservation except for a time when we had another family coming in to join us. And we wanted to make sure we had like a Goofy's Kitchen breakfast. So, so yeah, that's diet. God bless not having to plan. <laughs> um, now, one of the things that so getting back to my burnout and how I've been trying to handle this, you know, especially ever since all the 60th stuff came about. Um, I think one of the biggest things I've really tried to do and what really started jump-starting me out of this was we had a day about a month ago where I wanted to come down and meet up with Tom in the park and I had the day off and I pulled the kids from their summer program and I invited their um, one of their girlfriends to come with us because my husband didn't want to go. And... We all came down, and it was so interesting having another child that wasn't mine and having Zoe be able to go for the first time, you know, be allowed, being 10, to go on a ride with her friend. Just the two of them. You know, we had our spot that, you know, we drilled out for the parade that Tom and Tom and we I took turns. out six hours in advance. Exactly. And we were, you know, I allowed them to go. And then I get, I was able to give my daughter money and they were, you know, I said, you can even go eat at Jolly Holiday, you know, because that's where they wanted to go. And I was real surprised when we came back with our food and the girls had already come back to Tom with their food. And they actually preferred to come eat and sit in the line spot with us, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but it was a whole new perspective in some ways on my child and, and dealing with Disney with my kids and seeing my, my youngest all of a sudden now become a star tours freak. And she had to drag me one direction while Zoe wanted to go to big thunder on her own shock of shocks. You know, it's like they're starting to grow in their interests in the park. And that kind of opened my eyes up a little bit. And that was really cool. Um, and then we had, I forgot to bank some of my DVC points, oops, and with two weeks left to go in my use year, um, was panicking a little bit, and so I splurged and threw all my points at a, a, a premium one-night stay at um, the Grand Californian, and they put us right above the sunglasses store, right above Starbucks, right next to Starbucks, and... We had a fabulous window. We could hear all that great music piping in. Um, we didn't go into the parks the first night, but the second, you know, we went in the next morning and stayed all day before going home. And, and we just had a really, really nice time. And that was a real kind of, you know, we met up with Mary Jo and we went to dinner at, um, at Mickey, at, 
you Paradise know, Pier. Paradise Pier. And we tried out the new dinner menu. And and that was really kind of a nice, refreshing eye-opener. And, you know, you listen to that review because, um, you know, we have good things to say about it. Um, spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, is that this week? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Well, if you haven't listened to the other show already that got posted today, you should listen to that. Um. <laughs> but, but like you said, it's doing the things that it's going out of your norm. And I think taking a step back instead of trying to rush through, hit all the rides and not really enjoying all the details that they have in the park. And it might not just be right. the park, right? It's also the hotels and it's the downtown Disney activities, et cetera, that they have. <laughs> Well, you know, and what else, and you know what else is really kind of pulling me out of this is finally starting to get into looking into D twenty three, you know, the, which is coming up in a couple weeks. You're talking about the expo. The expo. Um, the expo is coming up in a couple weeks, and we all are going to be there, and we all have our tickets. And I really, I really wanted to kick myself in the pants before that happened, before the expo happened. And the more I started looking at the expo and what was available at the expo. I start remembering all the times, like, when I, like Michael, was a huge history buff. I mean, I was just the geeky font. When I lived in the Midwest, I was the geeky font of Disney history trivia. Um, and not so much anymore. I don't, you know, my brain's shoved a lot of that stuff in the back burner for other things. You know, those memory boxes have been closed. But, uh... But yeah, it reminds me of when I used to go to those conventions, and I used to enjoy those kinds of conventions. Um, and I'm really looking forward to covering this, to covering this one for the Diz, and really looking forward to being a part of the fun. And granted, I'm leaving my family at home, which is yay. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just have to do that. <laughs> but I mean. I didn't have a family when I really enjoyed those kinds of conventions, too. So, I think I think that that, you know, that time and the space, but I think the most important reason why I wanted to do this segment was just to say, hey, it's okay. People go through it. I mean, people get tired of their hobbies, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, it's okay to vacation other places. It's okay to um, to do stuff. And it's okay to discover different aspects of the places you love. You know, like a lot of our Walt Disney World listeners, you know, frequently going listeners um, have said, you know, if you get tired of one place, take something somewhat related and go... And go have a blast with that. You know, you don't want to do Disneyland for a weekend? Go to San Francisco. Go to the Disney Family Museum. You know, go to Kansas City. Take that side trip to Marceline. Um, you know, find those other places that are important in the history of your hobby. And, and maybe relate it to that a little bit. Or find something fun like a completely unrelated convention. And see what see what there is to see there. I mean, there are Disney fan groups all over the country probably that can help, um, you know, a lot of, that's what a lot of people do who don't live near Disney. 
they look towards their local fan convention, a fan group, or some people just pop into their local Disney stores. I worked at a Disney store in St. Louis, Missouri for three years, and people would come into us just to say, I need my little fix. You know, I'm in between vacations, although I'm, you know, we don't have enough money to go, or I'm tired of this, or I'm tired of that. I've got to have that one little thing to cling to. And, and maybe, you know, Michael's right. If we just cling to that aspect and, and move around it, or look at it from a different window, step outside our box, maybe we'll find something a little more exciting to pep us back up and keep us going. So, there we go. Disney burnout, it's real, and you can get over it. There you Yay! Go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, folks. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disney Night shows this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.